Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, a microphony. And a phony at the mic. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. I wish I could be in the living room with somebody who's listening to this show. Jeff Lutz. You think they're listening in their living room? And maybe. It's not 1943. It's a strange world. 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. I'm Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting, and we'll expect Jason Duda in here shortly uh, to give us a much-needed boost, especially me. I need every boost I can get. 869-1240, that's the IHOP hotline, Max Power, back in the studio, taking your calls, making sure that this show runs smoothly. And we have a good one today. I'm very excited. At 225 or thereabouts, we will be welcoming a rap artist by the name of Dax to the show. He has a new single out. It's To Be a Man. It's done with Darius Rucker. And uh, it's climbing the charts and we've heard it and we love it. And we'll be playing that for you uh, as we go to break at about uh, at about 2.15. We'll be playing that song in its entirety. I heard it today. And uh, as I told you, I'm, I'm, I tend to overreact at times, but I went in with no expectation. And came away with, that's a really good song. It's a good song. Darius Rucker doesn't put his name on many songs that don't turn out to be pretty darn good. So not that Dax didn't, of course, contribute and do a lot for that song. But once you hear the name Darius Rucker, you're pretty sure it's going to well, be. Dax is an art of his own name now. He's uh, th- This is not in my realm. It's obviously not in your realm. Uh, but he has many, 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 many thousands of followers on Twitter I think close to 300,000, and uh, he's established himself uh, as a big-time artist. He is a former basketball player at Newman University, uh, where he played his final year for Mark Potter and Mark Potter's final year and averaged close to 20 points per game for the Newman Jets. And I had a conversation with Coach Potter. This is how I found out about Dax because Mark posted something on his Twitter uh, feed the other night about Dax and this song with Darius Rucker. And we had a great exchange, and he told me a lot about Dax, and I can't wait to talk to the guy. And that's going to happen today at 225. At 245, Mike Furches is in to talk about pop culture, uh, the recent uh, deaths of some Hollywood icons and how that, uh, how that has affected him and how it affects people. And then at 310 today, we will talk high school football uh, with Sterling coach Brent Schneider. Sterling in the quarterfinals of the Class 2A, right? I think it's 1A. They're 1A now. Yeah. The Class 1A playoffs. Sterling's another one of those small towns that uh, I like. I haven't been to Sterling in a little bit. But that's uh, they got a great little downtown, and uh, I'm I'm a little bit sad to hear they're one A. I hope that town thrives. Yeah, well, a lot of the we were talking about this the other day. Medicine Lodge is one A. Conway Springs, all these schools you used to see at uh, two and three A, 
uh, in the past, or even 4A in some instances, are now uh, 1A schools, and it's and it's stark. You okay? 869-1240 is the number. Um, so how'd the show go yesterday? It went fantastic. All I heard was petty arguing in segment one, and I clicked it. Unlike our arguing, which is never petty. What did you think was petty? I thought you're uh your what you talk about? Tweak me a little. I don't even remember. It you, was a lot about your decision to listen to the Pacers or watch the Pacers. Not really. Which is getting tired. Man, that, Why that can't I narrative just, is tired. Not a narrative. Why is it a narrative? Because it's happening too much. Well, I'm going to watch them again tonight. And this is you. This is you in a nutshell. This is a litmus test of Jeff Lutz. The Pacers, the NBA season goes through April, right? right? Here we are on the first day of November. So we are a long way. It's a long way. It's 82 games. This team will have many ups and downs. It's not a, it's not a team that stands out. It's, it looks like about a 500 team, maybe a little better. Uh, but it will, be, it will test you to your resolve. How do you figure? Because you're the kind of guy who, now that you've purchased this NBA package, it's a badge of honor for you to, oh, I watch every Pacers game. You will be miserable by January. I don't think I will. What's to be miserable about? Because you're not really a fan of the Pacers. I am really a fan you of didn't, the Pacers. You're like, the, you're like I was with the Raiders. I don't think so. I don't I think do. that's accurate at all. I completely do. I know the team. I follow the team. I have a Twitter account that's dedicated to following the team. You do? Yeah. I made a Twitter account. All Pacers, all their players, all their media people, their sideline reporter, their bloggers. I got them all. I'm all there. That's so you. This Why? just feeds into my belief because you do this. You go completely. You jump, you jump in. Without even knowing that there's sharks in the water, sure. you don't. You, you you reckless abandon. When this team, if they happen to be ten and fifteen, in uh, sometime next month, you'll be so sorry you did this. I don't think I will, but I guess we'll see. I don't. I just don't see that happening. It's not like I came into this expecting them to win the NBA championship. I got in on the basically the ground floor of a young team with a good coach and likable players and a uh, franchise guy and Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner's there. It's just an interesting team to follow. Now, again, we'll see. I get it. You're right. We'll see, but I have no but intention. But when you start doing things like, well, I'm not watching the World Series because I want to watch the Pacers, then you're going against your, your, your entire uh, being. Well, you realize if and the, and that's that that's alarming. No, it's not that alarming. Th it's baseball, and that's the sport that you espouse to love. And yeah, and I have been watching the World Series. Yeah, but it's, you, you've taken the Pacers uh, as a priority. Okay, well, the Pacers will be playing in April, uh, maybe in some games that matter. And the Cleveland Guardians will be playing in April in early Maybe season in some games. games that matter. Maybe. Hopefully in April they matter a little. And I'll be watching the Guardians. I mean, that's just, this, isn't, uh, this isn't like the priority one in my life. It, it, you could tell it, it, it irked Duda. And uh, that's just kind of the way it is. I don't want to irk Duda. I don't want to irk Duda. And I don't want to talk a lot about the Pacers because I know people don't care. And I get that people don't care, but I don't want it to be like, well, if I want to watch the Pacers or if I like the Pacers, that people are just going to get, oh, there he goes Jeff again, all oh, those Pacers. So the family time you have, don't you feel kind of silly giving it away to watch no, the Pacers? I, my wife's out there with me. We're hanging out. She's usually doing homework or doing something. and No, it's, that's, that's good quality family time right there. Does she look up and uh, ask questions about the Pacers? No. Does she has she asked the question? Why are we watching this? No, she uh, she understands me, and she'll she. I'm sure she's thinking the same thing. Either this is something that will last and provide Jeff with some happiness and pleasure, or it won't. Well, we're all searching for happiness, so I, in that regard, 
I hope it works for At you. At the end of the day, as I said, it's basketball, and I love basketball. I tried watching some NBA last night, and I watched a little Craig Porter. He looked good at times. Or, you know, I didn't watch a ton of it. The, the baseball game didn't hold me. We had a bunch. For some reason, we had more trick-or-treaters here last night uh, than we normally have, so that kept me going. Um, but I tried to watch some of the beginning of the Spurs Suns, which ended. I don't know if you saw how that ended. I didn't. I saw an, that the Spurs came back. Incredible ending. Uh, they hit a shot, then stole the inbounds, just took it right out of Kevin Durant's arms, went and scored the winning basket for a young Spurs team to beat the Suns uh, in Phoenix. So that was a that was a neat ending, but I sh- certainly didn't see it live. And I struggle with NBA regular season games. I get it. They just don't grasp me. Now, a lot of people say that about baseball. But baseball, you're accumulating statistics. You're, uh, the, the season matters, even at 162 games. I've convinced myself of that. I don't try to convince others uh, because I understand how they, why they feel the way they feel. The NBA season, what's this playoff tournament? It's an in-season tournament. Ha- well, why? Why? Just to add some add some stakes, I guess, to games uh, in the middle what or the early the part of. I think what's the, the winner get? I think five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred. They spend that a night on champagne. Well, then maybe some teams won't take it that seriously, but it is an opportunity for other teams, perhaps like the Pacers, who open their preseason or a mid-season tournament against Cleveland on Friday, uh, which is big. <laughs> That's big. Yeah. You really believe it. I like it. You think it's big. It could be. You'll be watching. Y- uh, yes. What if game six is Friday? Well, I'll have to watch a little bit of both. I'll probably be at work, too, so it's, it'll be tough to keep my eye on either of them. That will be tough. But you see they got the new courts out for the uh, in-season oh tournament. Oh boy, it's kind of cool. I don't know. If either again, either you're into it or you're not. The NBA regular season, and if you want to follow a team, and you're using Valley Sports to do it, awful, so bad. They don't even put stats on the screen. I don't know how many points a guy has. I don't know what a team's shooting. I don't know how many turnovers, blocks. Re- There's nothing. They never put a stat on the well, screen. They they don't have any money. It's insane. That's all going away. You'd rather pay your ninety dollars for a streaming service, or something, or yeah, a, a better way to watch your sports. Uh, but Bally Sports is terrible, and has been for quite some time. But that's what we're, that's what we're left with. Man, I'm looking forward to talking to this kid. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm. He's not even close to my genre, but I have so many questions to ask him. Uh, based on my conversation with Mark Potter, who f- gave me all kinds of information. Well, did you pass any of that no, along? I, I want it all for myself. Yeah, I figured. I'll pass it along. It's fine. I'll, I know how to do interviews. I'll be fine. Well, I, I like background. I need to get this guy on my podcast. That's what I need to do next. He's not easy. Uh, we had to pull some major strings. Okay, well, then maybe I won't get him on. Um, and the, the association with Mark Potter certainly was the reason we have Dax today. Uh, he made it happen, not me. But I'm looking forward to talking to him uh, and to Mike Furches, who we catch up with every every other Wednesday. Uh, and we got a new new guy on, Brent, uh, Brent Schneider. Yes. Tomorrow on the show, Terry Nooner, uh, head women's basketball coach at Wichita State, and comedian Aaron Weber among our guests. Uh, Aaron Weber is a pretty tight guy with – uh, Nate Bargatze, right? Yes, that's correct. They do a podcast together, and Aaron Weber is hilarious. I've watched a bunch of his clips since we uh, found out where he's going to be on our show, and I love him. Uh, he's fantastic. He has a lot of Nate Bargatze kind of uh, mannerisms. How would you think Bargatze did on SNL? I thought he did great. The skit of the General Washington had his a feel that he wrote it, but I've been told that one of those three young guys wrote it. The uh, please do their, don't destroy. Yeah, uh, that's well. I'm the, sure they know Bargatze's voice pretty well, and that that was solid. 
but his monologue was good, not as good as his stand-ups. He needs more time and more air. He's a stand-up comedian, not a sketch comedian act. Right, he's a little bit of a storyteller, uh, and he did he did well. He did fine, but that's not his strong suit. It's not, and I hope that he understands that. He needs to continue doing what he does better than anyone else out there, in my opinion. He's yeah, uh, he's probably the the most famous comedian we have uh, right now. We have a thunder player on tomorrow also. Well, we look forward to that. Beck Warm is Beck his Warm Warm Beck Warm. Yes, W A R M. That's correct. Never heard of. And why don't why don't we get Tony Cold while we? Maybe we will. He's a defenseman. Ah, that's good. All right. Uh, Max, let's take a little bit of an early break because we want to play the entirety of this song uh, by Dax and uh, Darius Rucker. You'll hear it during, are we going to play it before the break or after? Sounds like we're going to do it after. All Uh, right. Stay tuned. I want you to hear this song, and it will be followed by our interview with Dax. Back in a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, that is an awesome song, and here is the performer and the writer, Dax. Dax, welcome to our show. Uh, I uh, listened to that song for the first time. I'm uh, an old man, about 68 years old. I don't think I'm your target audience, but that's a phenomenal song. And I appreciate that, man. And and to be honest, for that song, man, you know, the target for that song, not only that, but my music is just really everybody. I try to make songs that um, you know everyone can relate to, depending on not really depending on age or religion or anything like that. So yeah, you're a you're a former basketball player. Uh, spent yes, time here in Wichita playing at Newman University under the name Dam- Daniel Nawosu, and a very good basketball player, averaged 18 points per game your senior year. Uh, but I I had a great visit with your former coach Mark Potter. Uh, who's just spoke glowingly of you as a basketball player and as a person. And he said that he could tell early on that you were thinking of bigger, bigger things than just basketball. Take us back to that period of time in your life, if you could. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Um, So I actually also went to Sunrise Christian Academy. Um, I went there for a year. 
And then I went to junior college for one year in Casper, Wyoming, at Casper College. Then I went to Division One at the University of Montana for one year. And then I finally ended up at um, Newman University for my last two years. And I could say that, to be honest, I, I had no ever thought of wanting to do music. Um, it just randomly happened. I wrote my first poem on the way to a basketball game to play at the University of Arkansas Fort Smith. I was like, wow, this poem is amazing. I showed it to my teammate. He was like, you wrote that? And I was like, yeah, I wrote that. And then it just sort of sparked from there, and I sort of felt like that was my purpose for life. And then I just put the same effort I put into basketball into the music and poetry. And then the music sort of came like a little bit after the poetry started because in the beginning, I didn't even want to make songs. I just wanted to be a spoken word poet and do uh, motivational speaking. Coach Potter actually took me to my first motivational speaking uh, event saying I, I spoke to Cape and Mount Carmel. So, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. So, you know, I that's not a surprise at all to hear and to learn uh, that you did spoken word poetry because your lyrics are, are kind of like that, right? I mean, it's very raw. Uh, it's You put a lot of yourself into it. So did it become... Tell me about just that process first about, uh, you know, writing writing lyrics and kind of putting yourself out there. And was the transition from spoken word to music maybe easier than you thought it would be? Right. So initially, um, when I first wrote my first poem, I was like, man, I don't even want to make music. Because all I ever thought was possible me for in the beginning was rap. But I didn't relate to pretty much all the rap music I, I was listening to as a basketball player. And, you know, so I, I just didn't see a space for me in it. So my goal was initially to become the Drake of spoken word poetry. And all my poetry had deep meanings. You know, I used to like, you know, it's funny to say because I got a song called Dear Alcohol. I used to uh, walk down to the liquor store, buy like the cheap bottle cleaner alcohol and go back to my dorm room and just like write poetry while I sipped it. And then eventually um, I tried out. I used to do like these little challenges online. I started doing all these videos and a lot of these words rhymed and cause my poetry would rhyme. So people started trying to spur me on to, um, to make rap music, you know? And then eventually I started looking into Tupac and found out that Tupac had also done uh, poetry as well. I went to go watch a movie at the, at, uh, at the, at the mall, that is cheap movie theater. And then, um, I basically had a dream. I don't believe in dreams, but I had a dream. And in the dream, Tupac said, hey, man, you should turn your, uh, your poetry into, into music because music has more stay power. And, you know, people will listen to a poem one time and then never come back to it. But if you can put the same type of message in your songs, you know, they can have a bigger impact. So that's when I wrote my first uh, remix to a Drake one, da one Dance. That was a song I remixed for the first time. And it was like a blend of spoken word poetry, rap, and motivational speaking. And I just sort of kept going from there. Dax is our guest. He has a uh, brand new and hit single, To Be a Man. It's with Darius Rucker. So the obvious question, Dax, how did you get hooked up with Darius Rucker? And what was that experience like uh, doing this uh, song with him, cutting the video, doing, hanging around with Darius Rucker? So there's some people on my team that knew some people on his team. And then um, they showed him the song. He loved it. And then I actually got to go... Um, I was in California filming a music video. He was on tour. So I got to go to his show. I met him, and, like, we hit it off right away. I got to, you know, chill backstage, go on the tour bus and all that stuff. And then, yeah, he just loved he loved the song and loved the message and really resonated with it. So it was it was just after that, it was just seamless. You know, uh, I actually had to, I took a day off on tour because I was on tour when we filmed the music video. It was a couple weeks ago. Um, and I flew to Nashville in between two shows <laughs> and had two 5 a.m. flights, went there early, um, cold, it was cold, man. And uh, we filmed the video in like a couple, like he, I think we had him for about three hours because we were busy with some stuff. And then, yeah, so he was super easy to work with, great guy, consider him a friend now. And, uh, yeah, it's really easy. So you talked about that song, Dear Alcohol, and that's another one that's very raw. You put yourself out there. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, why did you, I guess the question is, why did you write that song? Because it is very deep, very personal. I'm sure right. that you know you have and conti will continue to get questions about, you know, your own struggle with, uh, with alcohol and your sobriety and everything like that. So do you welcome all of those questions and, and kind of how is that journey going for you? 
Yeah, I welcome all questions. I have this theory. I call myself I'm simply complex. You know, that's the way I think it's a, a, a term I've coined since I was about 11 years old. Um, for me, I made the song Do Alcohol because I drink alcohol, you know. So I started drinking when I was 17. I avoided every single type of party, every single having fun and thing until I was, like, finally getting to where I wanted to in basketball. So I drank for the first time when I was 17 years old. I was in my basement in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I was about to go to a party for the first time ever. And I was like, man, let me try alcohol out. But I want to try it out by myself because I want to see the effects it has on me personally because I knew certain friends where it was like they would drink and then they would fight or they would drink and do this, drink and do that. So I would like, you know, as someone who's very in my brain, I wanted to see what it was like. Grabbed a Heineken in my basement, took my first couple sips, started to notice I was blinking, and I ended up going to that party and I was the most social I had ever been. I was like, you know, just talking to girls. I wasn't nervous, all these things. So I figured out for myself, alcohol was like a superpower, you know, but I was like the type to drink by myself and then show up so no one would know. So it was like a hidden superpower for me, you know? So then that turned into a 10 year thing. Um, you know, it was very easy to, to, you know, regulate it when I was playing basketball because I would obviously never drink during the week, you know, it was just like a weekend thing. You sort of have that, you know, confinement of school where it's like, okay, work during the week, party on the weekend, whatever it is. Um, then school finished, and all of a sudden I'm a music artist. And, you know, there's alcohol everywhere, every day, in the studios. You, 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 the constraints of life are no longer there. You know, every day, every day is Saturday. Um, and that's when I found myself after, like, you know, two years, woke up one day. And I was like, man, when was the last time I haven't drank two days in a row? And I didn't have an answer, and especially after... I did my first tour with Tech Nine, drank every day on that. Uh, then I, right after that tour, I went on my own American and Canadian tour, drank every day on those. And then the pandemic hit. And, you know, the pandemic, I was sipping every day. So I was never a blackout, fall on the floor drinker. Just more like I was, I'm the type to, like, drink and do a 500 push-ups. Like, it's always just been, like, an additive for a lot of tedious work I do. But I just knew that that path wasn't sustainable if I wanted to have a you know long career in life and just be successful not only in music business but also you know family and relationships so I just knew I had to make a change woke up one day and then the song Dear Alcohol came to me but what's funny is I also wrote a poem called Dear Alcohol seven years ago that's how it all started I wrote a poem called Dear Alcohol in my dorm room and then now eventually it turned into a song so you know dropped the song went six months sober Ended up going on my first vacation ever, had some shots of tequila, and then, you know, I was the, the whole cycle I was in was gone. And then just recently, I was always scared, okay, what's going to happen when I go back on tour? So I went back on tour now, and I'm, I'm, I'm drinking again, but I've, I've regulated pretty well. It's hard, it's hard to go on stage and be completely sober. It's not as fun. Um, so, but now that I'm done tour, I'm just putting it away, and I'm trying to figure out how that's going to work going on. So I'm, I'm pretty open with it. I don't really, you know, care, so... Yeah, that's pretty honest, blunt stuff, Dax. Not, not many people would uh, would own up to all that. It's a, uh, it's an interesting life you're leading. Uh, so there's a million questions uh, that come to mind every time you answer one. You create a million more. Um, so what's your family influence been like here? I'm, a, I'm presuming you have a, an extremely proud family. Uh, what's that effect? What's this effect of, kind of slowly but surely becoming this famous musician, what's that been like? Yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I think my parents are my biggest inspiration. What I can say about my parents is that, like, if people think I work hard, you know, like, I've just grown up watching them work like monsters. Like, you know, my mom's a workhorse. I remember being in the trunk when she was delivering papers door-to-door, 5 a.m. every morning in Ottawa, you know, in the winter cold time, and you're just, you know, a 50-year-old woman, you know, delivering papers to over a 1,000 houses every morning. You know, I'm in the trunk and all this stuff like that, and my dad... My dad's a structural engineer. He actually just retired, and he can't do anything but work. That man just, like, just works all day. So my family influence has been great. Um, I love my parents. They've been you know great support. They're a little bit you know skeptical in the beginning, just like they were with basketball. Like where's this going? But once they see like the way I work too, just like them, like I'm not giving up on something. I put my all into it. They sort of have no choice but to just accept it. And then you know, luckily it's been doing really well. And they're just happy that the fact that I'm making positive music that's leading people in the right direction, not destroying you know our communities. So they're happy. What what does music mean to you? And I get that that's a really broad question, but right. because you make it so personal, uh, is that what music is to you? Does it have to be about the person? Is that what strikes you when you listen to other music when it's personal? Do you like uh, do you like lighthearted songs maybe even more? Or you know what is what is 
music to you? What what captures you when you listen to something? You know, it's funny because I always tell people, like, you know, my whole life I've been an average music listener. You know, I didn't start doing this till I was 22 years old. So music for me in the beginning was, was always just an additive to me working out and playing basketball, you know, and like pumping me up type stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden this randomly came into my life. And um, I started to think like, man, would it be, it'd be nice if I had like music that was a soundtrack to my actual life that was still fire. Um, so to me, music is a soundtrack to my life, you know, and, and whether we know it or not, music is absolutely everywhere. And um, music, just like food and thoughts, are what we consume, and those create our realities. So whether we like it or not, we're consuming music everywhere. So, you know, I've always wanted to be the person who could make music that would lead people in the right direction, still be fire and enjoyable, but, like, just creating this soundtrack that they like that was going to, you know, lead them in a positive direction. So for me, music is impact. You know, it plays a role just like everything we consume. So I feel a moral responsibility to use the words God gave me to not only lead myself, because I listen to my music a lot, but to lead, you know, the next generation of youth who I think are now bombarded with a million things on social media that could lead them in the wrong direction. And also, you know, people that are older than me as well. So that's what I feel about music. You don't mind if we ask you a couple more, do you, Dax? No, I got time, man. Time, time, Time is all I got. So I had a great conversation with your former coach here at Newman, Mark Potter. Uh, he told me that you worked uh, custodial work at Newman at nights to earn extra money. Uh, not everybody would do that either. My retort to him, having known, uh, gotten to know you just a little bit through him, was probably that one of the reasons that appealed to you was, it be was because it was a time to be alone with your thoughts and right. to kind of compose. Is that an accurate uh, assessment of that? Yeah, it, it, it was. When I, the, job, the job appealed to me initially because I was being left alone. You know, it was overnight, so no one was watching me. Um, and I could, you know, for me, I, I just go hard on everything. So what was supposed to take me eight hours, you know, I'd be sprinting through work and getting it done sometimes. And, you know, if I was going really hard, two hours, three, four. You know, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a sweat, and so I would have time to – sit and think you know and then this poetry thing came to me so I had a lot of extra time to just like really gather my thoughts I like being alone too I think sometimes too much noise you know clutters the brain um so yeah definitely that was that played a role in wanting and liking that job hey it doesn't get much bigger than Darius Rucker especially in country music you could argue he's the biggest country star right now uh, so who is left? I mean, not left necessarily, but who else would you like to collaborate with? Is there a list that you have? Do you get out to Nashville often or other or other music hotbeds and try to connect with people? Um, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I don't really have necessarily. I mean, there's obviously people I would love to collaborate with. Any any anyone who's you know amazing and making positive music, leading people in the right direction, I would love to collab with. Um, some people I can think of. In the, you talking as well in the country music space, or just like overall music. Well, certainly Drake, uh, Canadian, oh, uh, right? We gotta uh, have a Dax and a Drake collaboration. Right, that'd be amazing. No, I don't know if I ever <laughs> see that aligning, but that'd be that'd be that'd be amazing. Be you know, he's been my favorite artist since I was in seventh grade, like being a Canadian. So, um, but you know, just anyone who's I love I, my boy. I got Jelly Rose, my boy. That'd be great. He's doing amazing things. Um, this goes on. There's, there's so many. You know, What's the most Canadian thing about you, Dax? What's the most Canadian thing about me? Um, most Canadian thing about me? <laughs> I speak French, maybe. There you go. That's That, that works. We Canadian. have a Canadian who co-hosts a show with us at times, and there's nothing interesting about him, but with you, it's <laughs> Uh, final question. You did a you did a song in honor of Coach Potter. Uh, it's called the Basketball Song. Uh, the, the athletic director, uh, Vic Trilly, at the time, asked you to come up with it uh, to honor Coach Potter, who was retiring after 19 years at Newman. You put that song together in just a few days. Take us back to that period of time and and what Mark Potter meant to you. Man, Coach Potter's the goat, man. I always remember the, I, I always remember just singing 
in like you know before games, all his speeches. I, I remember one time I walked in my asked him like, how do you like come up with these speeches? Like, where do you, like how do you put these things together? Because we just put together these like masterful, you know, like talks. And I'm just sitting there like, golly, you know. So I, I remember just sitting and talking to him about that, and, and obviously he's doing great things in terms of you know going and talking about mental health and his experiences to schools and kids all around America. So he's just he's just he's a great just speaker and motivator, you know. I mean, so that that's that was one thing that really inspired me the way he put his words together, and then just you know our our process. Me and him have this great story, you know. Like we had some tough times, and then now we're like you know the, the best of friends, you know. So it just I I like Coach Potter because. He, I've had a lot of situations with a lot of people who misunderstand me early on and then just sort of like never come back around, you know, but like the people who gave me that chance and started just to understand that, like, I'm just sort of wired different and Coach Potter's wired different as well. So I just think, you know, he, we just connected like that once we had our little rough patch. Uh, those are the people that end up staying in my life forever. So Coach Potter, man, just a great guy, great man. Um, I appreciate him. And to put together the well, song, uh, uh, that was just it was it was pretty quick. It was just it was three days, you know, words just come to my head at all different times. So once I heard it beat, it was game over. Great stuff. We're uh, extremely happy that you agreed to do this interview with us. Maybe we can do it again sometime. Uh you're yes, blowing sir. up. It's gotta be a great feeling. Thank you, Dax, for being on our show. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time. All Thanks. right, that's Dax. Uh, that was Daniel Nawosu from his college playing days at Newman University, where he averaged 18 points per game his senior year, shot 88% from the free throw line, and was second team all conference. That's pretty so he solid. He had some game. No doubt. And he has some game in the music industry as well. Sure seems like it. Good answer. Also joined by Jason Duda, who has decided to make an appearance today we appreciate that just driving through the neighborhood yeah uh checking things out yep look at a house you might buy over here closer to me uh oh well that's my yes the yes is stopped <laughs> and our friend mike furches joins us on the ihop hotline so we got the All four right. of us together it's What's amazing up, mike? not much i just got some bad news a friend of mine in tulsa died that some folks may know about Dwight Who's Twilley. that? Do you remember Dwight Twilley? Do you remember Dwight Twilley, the pop star? I, I do remember that name. Uh, he had a bunch of hits, pop hits, Twilley Don't Care, or Twilley Don't Mind, and had a bunch of others as well. But Twilley Don't Mind probably was most noted for it. But I, ju I just found out right before I came on air that Dwight was in a car accident in Tulsa after a massive stroke uh, here a couple of days ago. So, yeah. So, well, we're sorry anyway, to hear that news for sure. Yeah. I am too. Breaking, breaking on KFH. So, and uh, speaking of of people who are known and passing away in the world of pop culture, I was uh, very sad about the passing of Matthew Perry of Friends fame, Chandler Bing, and even though Friends, I can't say that I was an aficionado. I did watch a lot of Friends. Everybody watched a lot of Friends, and he was. If if there was out of the six, if there was a go to cast member, it was most likely uh Matthew Perry. Do you agree with that, Mike? Well, I agree with it to a large extent. I mean the other characters seem to do better later in their careers. He was definitely very well known for his role, uh and he, he, he kept working. It seemed like there were a lot of minor roles that he did. And then a couple of things that he did in regards to a pilot and creating new shows, he just didn't seem to have the success to me after Friends. But he definitely, his character on Friends is certainly an enduring character that will live forever in so many ways. And uh, just, it's terrible. We don't know the cause of death yet. We know that he drowned or he died in his hot tub. We don't know his cause of death. We know that he had a long-time history of abuse, drug abuse. But he really seems to be one that had kicked it, and uh, it's, it's terribly to me. It's terribly sad when you when you see stories like that. And uh, was definitely a character, an actor that played a role that, in some ways, like a lot of roles, that character that he played on Friends is 
one of the top characters in the history of television, no doubt about it. So, a lot I'm going to ask you this folks. question. I'm going to ask you this question, Mike, and I'm and I'm. I guess it's a little bit of a pushback on the success after Friends thing. Out of the Friends six main cast members, what was the second? Or the seventh most famous role that one of them did? Outside of the top six, which are the Friends characters, what would come next for any of them? I would have no idea. Uh, what, what I would say would, for any of the characters, uh, I mean, there's poss- possibly a few movies that have done fairly well uh, for some of the female leads, as well as most of the males. I don't know if Matthew Perry would fall into that category, though. My so my pick sure for that would probably be Courtney Cox in the Scream franchise. Yeah, well, she said that's certainly been an enduring lasting role for her, but even that I don't think compares to her role in Friends. No, uh, of course Friends not. Was, I was just trying yeah, to. Yeah, for, I think Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I, what role? I would agree. I, I, just her many roles. Jennifer yeah. Aniston. Yeah, and she's probably just had go the, with it. Was think, good. Jen, Jennifer yeah. Aniston's. Twelve she's times the most the biggest famous. star. She's the most famous, no question. I'm asking what role. Any Outside of, her, of Friends is the most. Of her movies. The morning can't... show. The, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Okay, well, I still yeah. think the Courtney Co- I still think I'm right. Well, I don't think so. My, uh, no, I, I would agree with Bob. Jennifer Aniston, yeah. she's got some. I know that she herself is got... the most famous, but what's the role that you're looking for? Well, I, I, I would certainly not. say okay. that I would say the lead role or one of the primary characters in Scream is not necessarily something to go bragging about. I think the last one, the last Scream, was the best since the original, and I'll be—I'll be eventually I, I'll be say that maybe two of us on this panel have even seen that movie. Uh, I bet you haven't seen. I that haven't yet. seen the I last bet. Scream. I stopped at about Scream Three. Yeah, I mean, she's been in a million movies. A I lot understand of them that. But what's the, what defines her movie career? Uh, then? Being a movie star. Uh, yeah, she's mean, been in, that's so she, dumb. I mean, she, so she, dumb. No, it's not dumb. No, it's yeah. not. It's she, not. She, you can just she, say, I mean, oh, well, she's been in movies. Well, you could say Jim Carrey, Dumb and Dumber. You could say Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. I mean, everyone has a defining you, role. If, I'm asking what hers you, is. Well, I don't I don't know. I have to, I'd need time to look. Right. If you, Go if ahead, you Mike. Who draws, if you look at who draws Bunny dollars into the box office, Jennifer Aniston does more than any of the others than any of the others. Now, what those rows are, she's played a variety of rows. And I'm like, Bob, I'd have to Man, I asked a I asked a question that was very explicit. I said, what is the seventh most famous role for a friend's character outside of those six roles that they played? And no one has named one. We've just said, well, Jennifer Anderson was in movies, uh, and that proves my point. Thank you, well, outside, everyone. Outside of, outside of Scream, you know, what has Courtney Cox been in? That's not <laughs> Mike. I mean, I'm I, asking. Uh, I'm not asking eight through fourteen. I'm asking the next biggest role for a friend's character. That's all. What do you think it is? Uh, I, I would have to look and see. I don't think any okay. of them has done nearly as well since Scream. None of them. Uh, no, the, and Matthew, the Matthew one Perry. Show. The only, the only movie I can remember him is the whole nine yards with Bruce Willis. Well, he was also great in the re- in the West Wing, okay. as every cast member who ever appeared right. in the West Wing was great. Um, so he's got that on his resume. But Jennifer Aniston, by far the biggest star of no the Friends cast. No question. And your Man, question that's not what is I indecipherable. Asked. It's not what I asked. No, it's not. I put it in very plain English. The next Horrible biggest role. Bosses. Fine. Uh, that's your pick. That's great. Morning show. Fine. Perfect. I just wanted that Man, answer. Man with a Plan by LeBron. I mean, there's, you can pick out various movies with various okay. actors that, are, that they did quite I, well. I, all I wanted was feedback. I didn't think there was a right or wrong answer, and now we've gotten somewhere. So everyone has done great. Good job. Okay. Good grief. I'm going to go back and drive around again. <laughs> I know. You came in I'm here. and literally going to just go drive around the block. And just completely changed. Did, I mean, yeah. did you stick some prednisone into my water? Let's What's go with another on? actor. I don't know. Let's go with another actor that recently died, Richard Mole. Uh, not Court. He's not done. He didn't do hardly anything after that. Some voiceover movies, nothing really big. But he's another actor that his role on Not Court as Bull. I love the fact they never use his real name, Nostradamus Bull. Uh, but he's another that just recently died. 
And he will forever be known. I, I think in some ways he was the star of the television show Night Court. Now, these, this may be a show that was way before Jeff's time. I don't know. But Bob and I will remember that when Night Court was on, it was it was one of, if not the top show on television for a number of years. And uh, for anyone that ever watched him, the towering bald giant uh, that had a heart of gold, uh, very memorable character. And he just died as well. Of course, he was 80 years old, but you know, there's another one that we lose. We lose our the older we get. It seems like the more stars, the more actors that we remember, and some of those, as in today's case, are actors that predominantly played and were known for a row on a television show. They never had the long. They're not the Tom Hanks of their day, or someone of that nature who went on from television to become huge stars. So. I'll, I'll tell you something I'm well. doing right now, Mike. Um, it, I'm watching uh, All in the Family. On Sunday night on Me TV. they air four episodes, and I'm recording those, and I'm watching them at my leisure. Uh, just going back, and we're, we're in the late seasons now of All in the Family, and both my wife and I have the same feeling that the four main actors on that show Carol Connor, Gene Carol O'Connor, Gene Stapleton, Rob Reiner, and Sally Struthers were all incredible actors. Uh, not just funny people trying to do a TV show, but great actors. Do you which buy into that? By, which was made by another great movie maker, Norman Lear, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And I would say, Bob, in regards to All in the Family, quite possibly. I'd have to sit and think about it because I don't know everything off the top of my head, but quite possibly the best ensemble cast of any television show in history. Uh, that that would answer your question. I would hope that all four of those went on to much greater uh, things and roles in their life. And uh, I got to see Carol O'Connor shortly before he died. I was in New York City, and he was starring in uh, Inherit the Wind. And uh, I got to see him. I bought tickets at the Ticks Place, got front row center tickets at a Broadway production starring him, Tony Randall, Charles Learning, and others uh, for $17, front center tickets. Uh, and he was a phenomenal stage actor as well as I, how many television shows did he do? One of the great actors of all time. And, uh, you know, I'm honored that I got to see well, him. I'm glad you agree with me on that because – we're really enjoying uh, doing that. I'm, I live in the 70s. My son reminds me all the time as he breaks a piece of my furniture. No, I didn't. Um, uh, Mike, now, we gotta, we Mike got, now that you've done uh, the, the cast of All in the Family, what, what did you uh, think of Charlie Chaplin's acting skills? Let's get a little, Charlie. let's continue our modern and contemporary conversation. The, the movie or the actor himself? Never mind. I have a hard time. I have a hard time believing you've ever even seen a Charlie Chaplin movie, Jeff. No, no, this no he bad. asks that as a dig at a dig at me, Mike, yeah. and he's putting you in a bad situation <laughs> because you're I the one who has to respond to the idiocy. Well, and Duda just Charlie shakes Ch his head. There's nothing else to you do. Don't, please don't yeah. please don't dignify that with an answer. I'd feel bad, Mike. <laughs> That's a miracle in itself. You know, the day after Halloween, <laughs> the day that Jeff felt bad. <laughs> let me uh, let me explain this to you, and and we got to take a break. I'm sorry, but we just do, and we're going to play some Dwight Twilley when we do go to break. But here's J Jeff. Jeff feels like he has an audience of younger people who listen to this show solely to hear him. Now he's convinced Maybe. he's convinced himself of that. Two or three, and that's where this comes from. Anytime my dad starts talking about the old days. I'm going to bring back my guys and let them know I'm here fighting for them. And the, to those three people, you're pathetic. You're we as are. pathetic as Jeff. The bad group I'm leading. And, and it's, a, it's, an, it's, an, oh. it's a horrible group. Sorry about bet that. I'd bet $100 against a naval orange that 40 years from now, they'll still be talking about all in the family. And some of those people that Jeff are representing, they won't even remember what show they were watching. I mean, right. because that All in the Family is a classic icon of a series that people go back and watch that are younger that are amazed at how much history came out of that show and the political agendas that it established and created discussion about.
It is a historically yeah, it's important been, it's movie. It's been fascinating to me. Yeah, you know, so. I, it, I've enjoyed it. Uh, thanks, Mike. We always appreciate it. As we go to break, and we'll talk to you next week, uh, here is Dwight Twilley, who Mike uh, talked about at the start of the segment, recently passing away. We'll be back in a moment. It's Bob, Jeff, and Jason, the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 